Welcome to the Chasing Sunday podcast. My name is Paul Romick-Levitt. I'm taking over for Brian Davis, who is the usual host. But Brian's taking a bit of a break. I'm going to take over for a couple of episodes, and um, I'm so excited to be doing that. Um, Brian and I lead Torn Curtain Arts, the company that is responsible for producing Chasing Sunday. And uh, this podcast is all about worship leaders, worship creatives, um, even pastors, any ministry leader that uh, is often caught in the trap of chasing Sunday after Sunday, 52 uh, weeks a year. And um, we like to just share the stories, all the struggles, all the joys, all the the mystery of serving the church um, in a creative capacity. And thank you so much for taking this moment to listen, uh, whether you're in the car or doing dishes or wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in this week on the podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with my friends, Marcel and Cindy Arrocha. Um, they are incredible leaders. Uh, they have a company called Invia Collective and uh, alongside of their, you know, stellar resumes in, you know, the music industry, advertising and marketing and nonprofit and church work, Marcel and Cindy have been uh, created, they've created this beautiful little organization, not unlike Torn Curtain, which really um, aims at providing this diverse and holistic approach to ministry. Um, they've worked with ministry leaders that, and musicians that have been recognizably known internationally, like Hillsong and Res Life Worship or Tierra, uh, long before meeting each other and then marrying each other and then collaborating with each other. So they have a really unique perspective on ministry, both being married and being both pretty much rock stars in their own right. Um, they have this heart of equipping the local church, whether in worship or organizational leadership, uh, and they have experience from you know, mega church size to living room church plants. Um, and uh, they have done a great job connecting different worship leaders here in Denver to help other churches take their worship to the next level. So they they have a similar vision and heart for ministry as like Brian and I do here at Torn Curtain. And so I'm so excited to get into talking about some of these great issues. Um, and uh, I'll just shut up and we'll get to the interview. So here... Is Cindy and Marcel. Cindy and Marcel, so glad to have you here on the Chasing Sunday podcast. Um, I, I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, but I, I, before I go into everything that, that you guys do, and maybe our relationship, would you, for listeners who have not, who don't know you, would you explain a little bit like how you became the powerhouse that you are today and, uh, and, and then maybe, you know, why, why we're even talking. So, um, yeah, I'll let you handle it. Cause this is, this is so exciting. Yes. Yes. Well, there were some magic beans involved oh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, to make this powerhouse couple grow, <laughs> oh, uh, no, but we, uh, we are, we come from worship leading backgrounds right. in our own right. And, Cindy is an amazing leader, 
and uh and uh i have led in the past and <laughs> and <laughs> but uh but really us getting married was uh was a huge thing for mm. for us to figure out how to combine ministries and mm. we did that earlier in our marriage um almost 10 years ago we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary yes. in a this couple weeks week. oh my yeah, goodness so, exciting. so exciting that's cool um yeah, yeah, but oh, I mean, marriage is the first start where Absolutely. we came together. We, you know, we were, even um, before we were married, we were each worship leaders at different churches. And we come from kind of more of that uh, mega church background. So we're high production and those kind mm -hmm. of things. But mm -hmm. um, we, we just met uh, through that circle of, you know, musician friends and things like that. And then after we got married, we tried to continue to be at separate churches, but it was really difficult in our relationship. I mean, you know, just even mm -hmm. being Christ followers and trying to have that relationship together. It's mm -hmm. like, well, we're sitting under two different leaders and we're not even hearing the same things. And then um, into our marriage, we um, we got pregnant and um, had a little boy, Caleb, and he unfortunately didn't come home with us from the hospital. So we lost him um, after he was born. And I think that season too, uh, threw us into this moment of, you know, we were, we weren't even a year married. So we're still trying to figure out like the right way to squeeze the toothpaste. And then also trying to navigate some, some severe depression, some mm. actual deep life things um, in marriage, while also being in ministry and leading others. Mm. And I think what was really important for us was to come together and to say, we're going to try to do this together in every single aspect of our relationship. Mm -hmm. So we walked through healing together. We walked through ministry together mm -hmm. and, and now Marcel knows the right way to squeeze the toothpaste too. <laughs> so that's helpful as well. It's Actually how to reinstall the toilet paper roll is another biggie. Yeah, that's another, like we'll we're going to talk about marriage. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, you guys represent something that is actually kind of a unicorn, um, both in church ministry, but also let's just be honest in, in any sort of industry that you can name, it's, it's the chances that husband and wife can work together and not end in divorce or in strangling each other or something like that, or, or somebody's <laughs> voice. I'll just, I'll be honest, or somebody's voice getting squashed. Right. Like yeah. there's one dominant part, mm. you know, let's just right. say one who wow. leads and the other who follows. And then the other voice kind of gets um, squashed. And uh, I, I, I'm asking just, I didn't do it well. Like uh, I started Torn Curtain with my wife um, and I, I wouldn't shut up. And she, she got so frustrated after so many years, she was just kind of like, we can't do this together anymore. It was painful, right, you know? right. Um, but it's way better now. I think yeah, we're way yeah. better now, but how do you do it? How, how did you yes. find a way to, to, uh, you know, all the questions, this is what I'm saying, and I want to know man. this stuff, man. Yes. Oh, we that will is give a, you this that stuff. That is a great question. <laughs> The way we do it, the yes. way we did it is that we're figuring it out That's true. all the time <laughs> <laughs> and, and committed to figuring it out. Yes. I think in the That's last- That's huge what you said too, yeah. committed to figuring it out because mm -hmm. one of the things, and, and let me just speak from a, a woman in ministries perspective, mm -hmm. because 
I am, um, I'm a strong woman, I'm a strong leader, um, but often that women, you know, that women's voice, that woman's voice um, gets um, pushed in the back or is said to be too strong or what mm -hmm. have you. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is that not only in our life, but in our ministry, in our business, in all aspects, Marcel has continued to um, understand he has the opportunity to, to give me a platform. And then he allows me to be who I am. And then I do the same for him. So mm -hmm. we, we really care about who each other is as opposed to the agenda. Sometimes the agenda has to be changed mm -hmm. in order to, to have both of us be seen. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense, because. Say more about huge. that. <laughs> like, can you give me an example? Cause that's very interesting to me. Very intriguing. Right. What do you mean by that? I, well, like just in, in relationship to what we do with our, um, with our company, our ministry, um, we, we often have to play to each other's strengths. Mm -hmm. So we're saying, okay, well, we're co-founders, but who does this part? Who says, here's mm. how we're going to structure this? Well, let's see whose giftings lie in that area, right. you know, mm. as opposed right. to like, well, you know, Cindy's the vocalist and she's going to do that. Or saying, well, Marcel does mm -hmm. this and he's going to do that. No, we're going to say, well, Marcel, what how did God make you mm -hmm. and how can you best serve in our ministry? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how we've structured different things um, is based a lot on our actual gifts, mm -hmm. our actual desires <laughs> and things that are needed. So, right. um, you know, like I'm a, a one on the Enneagram. I'm pretty good at organizing things. I really love a spreadsheet, a chart mm -hmm. talking about how we're going to do different things. And Marcel doesn't love that as much as a nine, you know, <laughs> he's, he's an Enneagram nine and he would rather just everyone sing Kumbaya together, which is important too. It's a good so, song. It's a as good, long as they sing in key, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I think enough to, to go off of what you were saying, Cindy, I think um, the, the phrase the, or the term self-awareness is huge. Mm. Um, even in working together to just know where you're at. Right. Know who you know who you are, know what your giftings are, and being open about them, communicating that. Obviously, in marriage, communication is, you know, if not the biggest thing, one of the biggest things uh, to work on. Um, but being self-aware and communicating that um, has really been key right. uh, to developing how we work together and, and what we do. Mm -hmm. And I would say also, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we're very honest with each other. Uh, that, that's kind of like a foundation of yeah. our relationship. And I know that sounds basic, like, yes, you want to be honest with your spouse, but we're honest about the things that are difficult. Like mm. I am a, I'm a kind of woman who says, Marcel, this is exactly what I need. And I, I don't mm. ask him to read into that for, for real. Like I, that's mm -hmm. just my personality. That's how I work. I'm like, this is what I need right now. Does that work for you? And, you know, he can, he has the right to say, this doesn't work for me right now. Can we do this? You know, and mm -hmm. we each have a place at the table with each other. Yeah. So I think that's really huge. Mm -hmm. um, and I've appreciated that because, you know, for me to even be able to, to say, this is what I need right now. Mm -hmm. And for someone to hear that, that's really huge, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's a safe space for us. So, you know, like, if you could go back in a time machine 
you know, how long have you guys, so you, you said 10 years? 10 years. 10 years married, yeah. Let's just say, let's say you go back to year two. Mm-hmm. What would you have said to your year two self that you were like, you are going to need to know this at year 10? Um, what's something Ooh. you would tell that to yourself? Ooh. Have the best accountant in the world right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yes. make sure your budget is tight, oh, ministry leader. Uh, <laughs> yes. Make sure you have a great savings plan. Right. <laughs> what right. do you think? Man, oh, there's so many. <laughs> also, go uh, on lots of vacations before on, your children are yes, born. Yes, no, go no. on dates. <laughs> do have fun in that way. But, um, man, I don't know. There's, there's so many. I would say, um, and this is going to sound horrible, but I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> speak your truth. Uh-huh. What you think. Fears, uh, excitement, you know, things, hopes. Uh, speak it. Um, I think for me growing up, I didn't always feel the, the freedom to do that. Uh-huh. And so in marriage, I know, you know, you're, you're, you're coming into this thing where, you know, you, as, as men, even we, we, whether we do it intentionally or not, we start, you know, we, we carry the same kind of like lifestyle, like, well, you're not a bachelor anymore. You can't live like a bachelor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but like, so growing up, I didn't always feel the freedom to like, here's what I want. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's where I want to go. And here's, here's how, and, and I didn't always share that. And so mm-hmm. I would tell myself second year marriage, say, talk about it talk about everything you can good and the bad just mm. get practice that i think that yeah that that, that is so good a, yeah yeah oh gosh that is so good i want to circle back just to, just to point out like those two things for worship leaders anybody in ministry listening right now like mm. going back to what cindy was saying just like we think that the job is just about showing up to play music right Right? and you realize like oh my gosh that is not it and to be like i i resonate with you i'm not somebody who liked math when i was growing up i Mm -hmm. didn't like school for the most part um and didn't realize that it's those little things that catch up to you and ruin the passion that you had for ministry because you didn't take care of some of the the some of the dirty work. I guess it's dirty work. It's not really mm-hmm. dirty work. It's, it really is operationally important. There's passion in there because there you've got to move money to move people in, in many ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, and if you just think, oh, that stuff will work itself out, mm-hmm. that stuff creates an enormous amount of pressure on marriages, like not just right. ministries. Right. But a lot of marriages are the ones that just can't survive the financial pressure mm-hmm. of sure. that. And like we, we went into like not huge um, earning fields, ministry right. and music. We we're, we're kind of <laughs> exactly. like signing up for poverty. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. right. Um, and so that does create a lot of uh, tension in the marriage. And yes. to yeah. what you were saying, Marcel, like I was <clears throat> just thinking, speaking clearly mm-hmm. what you truly want. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not grow up with that skill set. I think there is a lot mm-hmm. too in in Christianity and the kind of culture that we came from that was like, um, always be self-sacrificial, right? Um, which 
is beautiful. And it also prevents people from sometimes saying like, actually, I yep. do need something. I, and <laughs> I do, I do need to be cared for. Right. Um, yeah. And too many people in ministry right now walk around feeling like they can't actually be honest for about what they need. Yes. And they're just oh, burned out. Right. Same yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so true. And I think, you know, when you start in ministry, especially if, you know, like for me, I started in ministry in high school and I, I grew up in a family that was very active in the church. So the thought of like, yeah, I'm going to go into ministry. This is great. And then mm -hmm. when you start getting paid from the, from the church or mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. doing ministry, you feel like, oh, that's a bonus because this is my passion. And uh, that's great. Like mm -hmm. there's no problem with that, yeah. but the problem comes when you're building your life around that and you mm -hmm. haven't actually taken the time to say, okay, well, um, great. This is a good job for my heart right now, but is it a good job for my family and my mm -hmm. children and moving forward? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, even one of the reasons that we, um, we are doing what we're doing now, um, with our ministry is, is that so many churches that we want to be a part of and serve and love and be in partnership with, they, they can't afford us. If yeah, I can mm -hmm. just be really honest, yeah, you know, yeah. can, can they afford two full-time worship leaders who have over 20 years of experience, who have served at every size church? Mm -hmm. They can't, but we yeah. still want to serve with them, mm -hmm, you know? Yeah. So thinking through those details that I think also, you know, just to play off what you were saying, sometimes it's almost like taboo for us to talk about how much we're oh, getting yeah. paid because right. this is your ministry and aren't you here to serve the house? Those kind of things have been really unhealthy. Right. And you know, that, that is not a biblical perspective right. at all. Right. No. And it's kind of like a, like a broke, like the broken education system, you know, looking back, if we were in high school, would I go to high school? I mean, in high school, I wish there was a class that talked about buying a house, right. budgeting. They're yeah. going to talk about, you know, trigonometry that I don't use right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> AP bio but is not my AP bio. Thing yeah. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> so, so apply that to ministry and, you know, people are in ministry coming from all areas, you know, Bible college, seminary, mm -hmm. uh, online training, which is great. You know, uh, youth group, <laughs> you worship leaders turn into <laughs> right. you know, worship pastors, right? Yeah. Right. So where is, where is the, where's the church working to uh, set worship leaders up for ministry in the mm -hmm. best possible way, including, mm -hmm. you know, finances and, and, and keeping, keeping your heart intact and, and guarded and, and to set you up for success. Mm -hmm. you know? right. So uh, that's another yeah. heart. That's another big piece of why we do what we do right. is we yeah. love these conversations. I know you guys do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I really want to let people know about like, it was so exciting for us at torn curtain to hear it about other parts of our family right. that have the same heart and are on the same mission at Envia mm -hmm. Collective. So would you mm -hmm. take a moment and just kind of talk about what the mission is of Envia? Right. Uh, what's the problem that you guys are trying to solve right now in the world? Mm. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we'll just narrow that down. <laughs> this is us rubbing We're our rubbing hands, our hands together. together. Rubbing <laughs> <our> hands. <laughs> well, you know, we started Envia um, initially um, because we, we were asked to lead at so many different churches, like during the month, we'd get four to 10 invitations, you know, to be at churches all over the state, uh, different states, different things like that. And, 
um, for us, we had this one mindset of, oh, well, we need to be on staff at one church, but we really had a passion to serve the, you know, the big C church, the so many more people who are active in the body, who are making a difference and who needed help, whether it's worship leadership on a Sunday morning or um, team training development, those kind mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. We're really passionate about teaching and training. Mm -hmm. That was um, something mm -hmm. that we started doing, you know, when we first came together as worship leaders. And it was really huge for us because that's just been, I mean, really for like nine years mm -hmm. now, it's been the thing that we love the most about being worship ministers. So mm -hmm. when we decided to say, all right, we're officially launching this, it was because we had other leaders who wanted to kind of be at different churches and wanted to teach and train. We had that passion and we said, we're going to really make this a company, an organization that does this, that mm -hmm. partners with churches. Um, especially those who are in transition with mm -hmm. worship leadership development, mm -hmm. um, who just need staffing on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. um, and then also really working with senior pastors and executive mm -hmm. leaders to develop what's happening within departments. Mm -hmm. um, so many times what we're seeing, we work interdenominationally. So what we, what we see from that aspect is mm -hmm. that there's a lot of senior pastors who have a lot of training. Um, maybe they have seminary backgrounds, you know, there's masters and PhD level kind of pastors that we're working with. And then they're, they're in need of a worship leader, but you know, they, they possibly can't pay them or they're mm -hmm. not looking for someone who has their level of training, but they need a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> they need yeah. someone to, to co-lead with them. Yeah. And so we're really helping to develop a new, I would say job description for worship leaders. There's, oh, there's, that's cool. you know, it, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, we're, are we breaking the mold? Oh, well, yes, we are. <laughs> well, you I'm are got you're disruptive, absolutely, disruptive. in the best disrupting. way. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot easier to be disruptive as a consultant rather than being right, a full-time staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's really important to us because our our main word is partnership. Yes, yeah. how absolutely. can we help? You know, I've had this vision for a long time of us working as, you know, just holding up Moses's arms. So mm -hmm. that's every pastor, that's every leader, every church that we help. That's what we want to do. That's the goal. That's right. So while we, you definitely are right. We are disruptive because we bring up those questions that are hard to answer or that sometimes leadership has not wanted to face, but we do it in a way that is about mm. partnering and is about yeah. servanthood. Yes, so absolutely. that's really important to know. Um, and, and I think, you know, for so many churches right now, um, our main demographic of churches that we help, because these are the ones that often need us the most, right. are between about 50 and 500 members. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a church with over a thousand members, mm -hmm. often um, you're able to have a full-time worship leader right, right? and you might be able to pay them well, that would be great, <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, a, a church of 50 still needs a worship minister. They yeah. need someone to partner and to, to love that community and to lead them into the presence That's of right. God, but they, they may not be them. able to pay them. They may not be able to hire someone who has experience, who is a mentor or a leader. And so that's where we've kind of stepped in and said, let's, mm -hmm. let's look at this. How can yeah. we help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, and just to reiterate your point, yes, it, it, it causes a bit of 
disruption in terms of the the traditional ideas about what this looks yeah. like in the in the future but right. it's not disruptive to a community it's not disruptive right. to a church it actually comes right. and comes at a point and in where they're kind of desperate they need something right um right. but but you're introducing a new way forward which takes right. some orientation reorientation sure um, right. that's something right. that we've discovered in our in the churches that we help you know yeah, which right. is just that same thing it's like okay are you going to be willing to let go of certain things right. in order yeah. to get to your end result? So it's a, a, a big part of that is defining what does the end look like? Sure. Right, what does right. a thriving ministry look like? You know, and that that question right there is the disrupt this. The yeah, disrupt. yeah. Right. Asking yeah. that question, I think even with the the, the pandemic, mm -hmm. it's it's thrusted churches to ask those questions. What mm -hmm. is this? What are we doing now? We can't meet in person. Right. How do we serve our people? Uh, everything from how do we just do service on a camera right. to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. I can't pay my staff and, and we don't know what's going to happen right. now. So yeah. like the, the one of the American church models has been disrupted, you know, externally from, yeah. from the pandemic, just straight gathering, straight yeah. gathering. So, so here we are, we're, we have to look to Christ to look, yeah. to, look to the yeah. word and, and really talk and, and bring up these things that maybe we didn't have to talk about before. Oh, right. Well, speaking yeah. of that, like it's not just ministry changing models, changing all that kind of stuff, but there are other things that we're talking, we've talked about that the church needs to be changing. Church needs to be thinking about that. The American right. church is in a place of incredible shift and right. change. Mm -hmm. Like if I remind, remember again, like we are, and I think Phyllis Tickle uh, articulated this best when she was saying like every 500 years, the church mm -hmm. goes through a rummage sale, right? right. Wow. So we start to sort through all of the things <laughs> that we need to get rid of and what yeah. are the things yeah. that we need to hold on to. Yeah. And in 2017, we reached 500 years from the Great Reformation. And so where the Reformation was changing things about the way like language, because we had the burst of technology with the printing press, okay. we're experiencing the burst of technology now with, you know, the internet, we're now right. starting to see it become sort of maybe a toddler right now. And it's creating right. a lot of issues, <laughs> like toddlers yeah. do, right? right. Um, but what are some of the issues that you see that are issues that we have to contend with as a church mm -hmm. here in the in the next big shift of the of of church history in Christianity? Ooh. Oh, can I go? Can I go? Yeah, yeah come on. Where are we going? Because well, I knew I could. Gonna, I could depend keep, on you to keep oh, us real. Come man. on, right. let's go. We're gonna it's keep. True. We're gonna keep it real and <laughs> and uh, the church needs. Uh, you know, I spoke earlier about speaking just opening your mouth and speaking about how you feel whether mm -hmm. uncertain or certain or uncomfortable or you yeah. know a lot about this or not a lot the church needs to open their mouth and start speaking to the actual culture what is happening mm -hmm. uh, i'm talking about race race relations things yeah. that are happening with that um i feel like a lot of churches are just they're 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 not having it they don't want to talk about that because they don't know how and or they don't don't really want to engage in that i think that that's one one of the issues or one of the things that the church really could develop further with um i think that because the american church is set up you know we're you know you're looking at 
larger churches, mega churches, they've built these buildings and, and, and great places for ministry. And, you know, we, I don't ever knock that, but now you have a mortgage with your building and sometimes to get the mortgage paid, you got to speak. You don't want to speak heavy things that maybe yeah. will drive people away. Right. Um, and so it's a lot more difficult to talk about race yeah. and something like that. It's not sensitive subjects uh, in the church because, you know, you've got people worried about how are we going to keep people coming? Yeah. Right. We got stuff. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. He's yeah. talking really about our, our, our big, um, <laughs> one of our many soapboxes <laughs> is um, kingdom versus castle, castle. mentality. Yeah. And that, Ooh. that, I think that just sums up the whole thing because I mean, we could, Ooh. you know, we're, we're a multi-ethnic couple so and good. our family is the United Nations. So we really care about race <laughs> and the church speaking out it's about very that. Important. But if I go like real broad, if we're yeah. bird's eye viewing it, it's kingdom versus castle because you have a choice right now of, are you building the kingdom of God? Is that your, yeah. is that your motivation? Is mm -hmm. that your calling? Because mm. remember as Christians, we, that is our calling, <laughs> whatever denomination, whatever your background, mm. whoever mm. you are, if you are a Christ follower, we're building Christ's kingdom. That's we're right. not building a castle, which is mm. one building, which is one denomination, which mm. is one mindset, one agenda. No, that's not our calling. And mm -hmm. so for us, the biggest thing has been that watching some churches during the pandemic mm. crumble, maybe some of them needed to because it was just a castle. Preach. But we've seen some other churches mm. really grow because it has never been about a building. Mm -hmm. It's been about people and it's been about them knowing who Jesus mm -hmm. Christ is. Mm -hmm. That's why we can go to every denomination right. because I, I, I don't have a hill to die on if we're going to talk about, um, oh, let's say infant baptism. Mm -hmm. do, do we agree? Do we not agree? Uh, I, I'm less concerned about that. I'm more concerned about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's where we all come together come and mm -hmm. we are one. So mm -hmm. um, that's been a big thing for us. And so we've watched yeah. churches grow who at the beginning of the pandemic, especially said, oh, wow. Um, well, we don't have a building. Cool. We'll still do what we do because what we <laughs> yeah. do is beyond one, one 10 AM service, you know, yeah. Yeah. and we don't need smoke or lights to do that. And, and I'll qualify again, like Marcel said, we are from megachurch background and we are not quote unquote burned from it. Nope. We love it. Give nope. us some lights and smoke. Yes. Too, okay? I love a good set of in-ears. <laughs> I need an in-ear mix. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I feel you. Oh, lead worship yeah. in a factory break room and it's just <laughs> on the same caliber of what we're going to put out does sure, that make yeah. sense like it's, yeah. it has to be the same because no matter where we're leading worship we have one vision yep. who we are worshiping is yeah. the same so it doesn't matter if a mix is bad or good yep. you know <laughs> serving the king right working yeah. in the kingdom right king kingdom versus castle oh my goodness that's oh, just yes. like sign me up uh, and right, but, right. <laughs> but how do you because here's the thing is often what happens both in the church and in our culture the 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 important ideas the important conversations that need to continue happening um we they kind of get co-opted mm. by um one particular voice party right political view all that kind sure. of stuff so that that now whenever 
you bring up something that says like, hey, what does Jesus say about mm -hmm. systemic racism? Mm -hmm. Right. Like that racism might be more than just um, one person's you mm -hmm. know wants to wear a bed sheet on their head kind of right, thing. right, right like right. it's more than that right. yes. and and then people kind of go like well we don't we don't subscribe to that political ideology right right how do you run into because we are both in churches right of a variety of contexts right right Ooh, what has been your experience it. and like it was like hey do we when do we talk about it when do we when do we back off when do we, right. you know what do you experience I, I would say, I mean, even how to go about, you know, yeah. navigating that. Uh, there are two ways. I think the table, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's eat some food yeah. and let's listen. It's uh, There's um, too many people talking right now, not saying anything. But yeah. what if we listen? We have everything to learn. We right. can we can do a lot with just listening. And then over food, that's what Jesus did. Do as the Savior did. He sat with people and mm -hmm. ate and broke bread. I think if we can get closer as a church to do that, um, we're going to be better off. I mean, there are so many questions that people have, but like, you know, let's, let's break some bread and, and talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that that is more Christ honoring than just spewing out anything we think at right. any time. Uh, so that's one way. The other way, I think, you know, and bringing it to what we do uh, with training is invitation. I think inviting people to be a part. And that's where that that's where I feel in VIA and the MVA Collective, what we do is that's where some of the power in what we do lies is the invitation. When we go to a church and we're not trying to be the star, we're not trying to be mm -hmm. the main thing, the main right. act. We know we're not going to be there for, you know, more than four or five months at the church helping out but who do they have in their congregation that's always wanted to play right. always wanted to learn right. and we don't know where they're at spiritually but you know what let's invite them and come be a part of community come learn something mm -hmm. new uh come find out what god has created you to do right. and 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 so when navigating you know you know we're talking about political structures and belief systems and things like that those are two key ways that we have found that right. that really uh, take care of people as they're navigating something totally new on both sides. You know? Well, an invitation, if I can piggyback off that, that, that's really huge because remember that, again, if we're talking mm. about us being together, we, we are one. If we're saying that we're Christ followers, mm -hmm. we can have different ways that we outwork, but, but that is our foundation. So for us, we can serve at any kind of church. You know, mm -hmm. we've been at churches that mm -hmm. don't have a mask on and we're the only people that do. Mm -hmm. And some where people have said, Hey, you're not six feet away from me. Please be <laughs> farther away, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and we've enjoyed ministry at both of those because our agenda is not the main agenda. So mm. that's number one. I think humility is something that as mm. an American church as a whole, we've lost a little bit. Mm. We are mm. not the savior Jesus is. 
We mm -hmm. don't have the answers. He does. So first of all, we need to maybe sit ourselves down, Come you on, know, have and have several <laughs> seats and be willing to serve. Yeah. So I, I think we've lost that sense mm. of service. And as Marcella is saying, that invitation, once people know, especially for us as a couple, once they know that we're there to serve and that's our main agenda, mm -hmm. then we can get into more details and there's yes. a safe space for us to have that conversation. So, you know, we come in as the people who are there to, to assist, to partner. And, mm -hmm. and that really is our agenda. I, I think one of the most like blessed things for me that came out of um, this past season um, was a church that we helped with here in Colorado. And we love uh, the executive pastor and his wife. We've been working with them for now mm -hmm. well over a year. And um, we have we have had many conversations and many dinners and many times together. We really have not had any political conversations. And um, we eventually, through our relationship here and working with them, they added us as Facebook friends. Well, on our Facebook, we post a lot of those uh, <laughs> ideas and things, mm -hmm. but that's our personal page, yeah. right? And um, it was interesting because they saw some of the things that we posted and um, it was really, really special to me that in that moment that we, the next time we met um, the executive pastor, we were all sitting behind the soundboard, right? All of us working mm. together. And I want you to note mm. that, that we were all together working. And he brought up something and he looked over to me and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, you know, I, I saw a couple of things that you posted um, about Black Lives Matter and a, a couple of things that you were, you were saying. And mm. I just, I, I, I didn't know if I agreed, but then I, I knew that I could talk to you about it. Come on. And I knew, yeah, like, so I good. was floored. I think that we could have a conversation about it and you could help me understand what's what's going on or how you feel like that so that was an invitation yeah. to actually talk about things that could be very very charged right well but i we just were all together yeah i mean i i started getting anxious just as you were setting up that story. right <laughs> that right. that and and maybe some people listening have that same thing when somebody mm -hmm. says like hey i saw a couple of things that you were posting right bum 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 <laughs> and you're just like oh Got to go look for a job because there's a lot of people, oh, myself nice included, who have had conversations that didn't go that way. Right. Didn't yeah. go well. Was, has that ever happened to you guys? Do you have something where, um, because here's the tension. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's the tension, right? We have we have our professional selves and we have the personal selves and you're trying right. to create, you're trying to keep them to some degree in separate. And it doesn't always work. I have never been able to make it work. I, I, um, I'm actually this past political season. I've been I was living in that tension, even though I'm not staff on and I'm not on staff at any church. Mm -hmm. uh, I still lived in that because I was yielding to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And and I'm really thankful for that. But I had a lot. I had so many times where I'd write a post. And I'd show it to Cindy and she'd be like, yeah, what is God saying about that? <laughs> oh. And and and, and wow. I was like, ooh, there it is. There it is. I'm in check. And <laughs> and you know what? I, I wow. do have, you know, I am everything's permissible, not right. all beneficial. Uh so a lot of a lot of this political season, I actually there are so many posts and things that I wanted to say, but I had to yield 
my mouth to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, and, and that's what I did. And I didn't do always do it right every time, but I know that through that process, God was honored and going back to the kingdom castle, we're building the kingdom, not a castle. Mm -hmm. The castle could be a political party, but that's not, that's not my thing. I'm not trying to build that. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I did it badly once and I was at a church and I was seeing a lot of creative, inspiring, um, provocative work coming out of hip hop at the time. Mm -hmm. And there was one band that I was like, I, this, they made a music video that I just thought was just so moving and so important. However, it did have a lot of like, it had a lot of bad language, not not bad language, but it was like, cause it was, I think good language, but it was very, there were inappropriate in, in, in different circles. And they were using language to make a point and it's violent and it's all this sort of stuff. Um, and I shared it and I had that conversation where they were, they were like, Hey, we saw this post mm-hmm. and we're really concerned because other people are seeing this from the church. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, I had that feeling of this tension between censorship and then also listening to the spirit going like, hmm, like you had brought up Marcel. Now everything Mm. is like Paul writing. He would, he was saying, yeah, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Right. So was I really thinking about this or, and I'm, it's, it's messy. Because I was just kind of like, yeah. hey, I was engaged. I, I felt like this was spiritual. It was moving right. me in a mm. spiritual way and and prompting me toward thinking about things in, in, in action and injustice and mm-hmm. in yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. And therefore, but it also created offense to another group of people. Right. How do I know? Right. How do I right. know, you know, what's what's right to share? What's right not to share? Right. I, you know, I, that's so interesting because I, so I have kind of a, a story related to this, but it happened some years back now. Um, I really truly believe that if we are saying that we trust God, he will show us and he will also fight our battles for us. So hmm. my personality is very high justice. I have a little bit of mercy. I'm working on that. I just don't have a lot of, I can't abide no fools. I just struggle. Okay. I struggle. So I will lay you out. I will lay you out. And then I will ask questions. So this is what Jesus works with me on. Right. So if you can imagine, um, so I, ha- I had an issue. I was on staff at a, a rather large church and we were doing something that I think a lot of um, evangelical churches would relate to, you know, beginning of the year, we're doing uh, 21, days. 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? right. It's mm. a great idea. It's not a bad thing. I have no problem with it. I think it's a, it's a great thing to do a great way to kick off your, mm-hmm. um, your new year. And, um, but what I had seen, uh, on social media was a lot of people posting who I literally had seen maybe two months before up at the club or, you know, doing a lot of things that they maybe should have taken off Facebook. And then right away, as soon as January 1st or January 2nd came around, it was, I'm praying, I'm up at 5am and I'm, you know, and I, so what I said on my post was, Hey guys, 
let's make sure that this is not just something else that we do that's a religious thing, mm-hmm. but that we're actually seeking after Christ. Right. We are seeking the Lord. And when you're fasting, you're not just thinking about what you're going to have later. You're, you're mm-hmm. actually giving that up and receiving from the Lord. So it was kind of a long, you know, soapboxy kind of post. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in some serious trouble from our senior leadership. I mean, I was pulled in, I was written up, whatever. I don't know exactly what that happens, but it's Ooh. in my file. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we can find that. But decedulation. Full-on Oh, the office. I had a feeling that, Cindy, you and I, we get the write-ups. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we, are, we are brother and sister. <laughs> yes, we were. Uh, yes. I found my twin. But, you know, the, the story is, is, is a really interesting one. So here's where it gets good. That's not even the good bit, right? Okay. So I'm in trouble. Here we go. But I felt as though my post was just that there was not an issue. I wasn't attacking our church or our organization. I was supporting it. I really loved what we were doing for those 21 days. I thought it was effective. And I just wanted people to take it seriously, right? Well, I pled my case and I was wrong. I was asked to write a written apology. Mm -hmm. Um, The senior pastor's wife took me for a walk, which at the time you did not want to be taken for a walk by the senior pastor's wife. It was an issue. (laughs) I mean, I was was in trouble. The week after that happened, um, I had a little tickle in my throat and I thought I was getting a cold, whatever. I lost my voice. I have never ever lost my voice before, like full on laryngitis. I could not speak. Um, It was very weird. Like it felt, we were married at the time. Like it felt weird. It it didn't feel like, like I, I I had no, you know, drainage. There was no bronchitis. It was just gone. Uh And so being the only female worship leader on staff, you know, I was doing six services a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was sat down. I mean, I could not sing at all. So, um, a couple of weeks had passed through this, through this time. And I was still coming to the office and doing things like that. Um, and I remember it was like a Saturday night service and we were having one of these ministry fairs and I was scheduled to be, the worship team representative there and see if people wanted to do stuff. And I was like, well, I can't speak, but I will be there. And I held a sign, you know, um, and I had been really, really upset about all the stuff that had gone down. I just felt that I was treated very unjustly. I felt that um, people didn't really see what was going on. And um, mm. I was so angry and, but I had been shut. My mouth had been shut. Right. Um, that Saturday night, the senior pastor and his wife came up to me and she grabbed my hands and she started apologizing for the recent weeks of all the, all the issues and everyone being so angry with me and speaking against me and all of this. I mean, she, I've, there were a few run-ins during my time at that church, but I had never had an apology from that. And she just went on and on and I couldn't say anything. And I, I, I have to say, like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord took my voice away mm-hmm. so he could show me that mm-hmm. he was speaking for me mm-hmm. because he does so much more mm-hmm. than my voice could ever do, mm-hmm. whether I'm leading worship or whether I'm speaking about issues of justice. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about issues mm-hmm. of justice, but 
his voice is the one that changes lives. His voice mm-hmm. is the one that yeah. changes leadership. Mm-hmm. And his is the one that is going to silence uh, problem voices. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am, I am so grateful for that time that I had because it really changed my outlook about how I engage in these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing so many different things at many different churches. Um, everyone should go read, be the bridge. You should go out and buy mm-hmm. Latasha Morrison's book on racial reconciliation. And with, from a Christ centered perspective. There's so many things that we can be doing, but sometimes we need to shut our mouths and allow Mm. the Holy Spirit to move. Because if we are there and if we show up Mm -hmm. in humility, I believe he will fight for us and he will make a way where we can't even do anything. So that's kind Mm. of my like Big old story. He hasn't shut me up after though. Big old (laughs) mic drop right there. That is amazing. No, literally, I just had to drop it. Yeah, I just love it. I just love it. Gosh, you guys, we could talk. I mean, I, I know easily for another two hours and we have done it. We have done Do not it. have that. Oh. We don't have it. We are so trying to compress. There's two things I want to ask. So, and this is to each of you. And then I want you to kind of let us know what, what, uh, where we can learn more about in via all that kind of stuff. But can you give us maybe one, um, one resource that has meant a lot to you recently, that's something that's just really inspired you, could be a book, could be a podcast, music, movie, whatever that means to you, but that mm-hmm. you would that you would share um, here with us. Anything comes to mind? Ooh, that's great. I'm going to go get a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, that's good. Oh, man. I mean, how about an an action? Yeah. I think I think uh, one of the biggest resources recently, um, as we're heading into another busy season, um, is waking up early and going for a walk. Oh, <laughs> Just that's yeah. it. And I'm not even like it's not even. It didn't seem like super spiritual, but maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I'll find out later, but well, I'm, not, I, I'm not necessarily like praying the whole time or anything, but yeah. I'm literally just going for a walk and breathing the air and not wearing headphones. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's bringing a lot of clarity and I'm excited to, to keep doing that. So it's self-care. Yeah. It's self-care. Yeah. So yeah, if you, if you haven't gone for a walk or a run, just right. go. <laughs> I think our family bought a dog during the pandemic. And one uh, of the, one of the things that came with the dog was walking the dog. Like we yeah, walk yes. the dog three times a day. I do the morning walk yeah. and I can attest to what you're saying, Marcel. Yeah. Like it is, it is probably the most spiritual time in my day. Sure. Right. Just walking the dog. Just walking yeah. the dog. Oh yeah. man, I love it. And you're a runner too. And then yeah. yeah. And then run. So I run before then, but and that's yeah. definitely a big, a big a spiritual time for me. But I think you don't even have to do that. That's it, man. Right. Just that's walk. It. Just that's walk. it, man. Yeah. 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 Well, Cindy's got something here. Oh, I always have something. Just it's ridiculous. Um, yes. We so we are. Um, my dad is African American. My mom is white. Um, and Marcel is Mexican American. So we always say like we're the United Nations. We have a lot of, you know, <laughs> a lot of things going on <laughs> over here. Um, and I should I should specify my mom's not just white. We are Polish immigrants. We're only like second generation here. So yaksi mash, tell my Polish people. Um, and so <laughs> we, uh, you know, it's a big thing for us. I'm sorry, we're just having pierogies and, uh, and, and pierogies and tacos. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and fried chicken. This and is fried chicken. It's the best house yeah, to go yeah. to for dinner. You yeah. know? Oh man, this um, is so good. Oh gosh. <laughs> but uh, we've been at our at our home church um, in Northeast Denver. Um, we have been going through. Me and another gal have been leading a be the bridge group. Um, and we've been talking about racial mm. reconciliation. And we actually started with um, some really cool things. We, ha- we actually have a white bridge builders group and mm. a BIPOC uh, group mm-hmm. so that people can kind of explore different things within their cultural background. And then we come together and explore it together. Mm. Um, so we're giving space to every person to be themselves. Mm-hmm. But I know that um, in this past year, Marcel and I have both been asked to, to talk on panels and be mm-hmm. you know, meeting with senior leaders on, on diversity in the church and you know, awareness in the church of, of racial issues or tensions, mm-hmm. or even just people saying, well, how do we become more diverse? You know, yeah. which is an interesting question. Uh, right, interesting. A whole nother podcast. <laughs> but, right. I have this great book that um, my friend Kelly Woodman gave to me, and she is the director of um, uh, oh, Destino at, over at Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, okay. But it's by Alvin Sanders, and it's called Bridging the Diversity Gap, and it's leading towards God's multi-ethnic kingdom. Mm. It is for every church leader who is wondering about these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Sanders is amazing. I mean, he's, Yeah. It's awesome. exploring me. So, and it's not a hard read. I'm going to have to, small. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pick that up. I'm right. always looking for something new to read. Really um, good. Very quick. Read. Where, where can people find out more about you? Ooh. Ooh. On our website. On our website. Yeah. Invia.collective.com. Great. It's I-N-V-I-A, which is Latin for the way. So we're kind of first church people <laughs> going back a little bit. Awesome. And you've got you've got music up there. You've got ways that they that churches can f- find out more about you and schedule uh, time with you. Um, I, yeah. uh, you know, other than other than hiring Torn Curtain, right? Invia, Invia is the people I want you to work with. Uh, <laughs> and I love that we also fill each other's um, strengths and weaknesses because there are parts that we we refer people to torn curtain mm-hmm. um especially for worship leaders who need a break and need that mm-hmm. care and and need more of the like artistic I, i'm like do you know paul <laughs> i'm yeah. always saying this if people are looking for training and development especially on that side um mm-hmm. or don't have a worship leader at all that's often where i'm like oh that's what we kind of deal with mostly mm-hmm. you know so i'm often just talking about Paul. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing about you. I think it's so beautiful. We're just trying to, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, we're solving the same problems. Like right, we don't right, have right. this thing where it's just kind of like, okay, I've, we've got, you know, each one of us running companies and going like, how do we stay alive? How do we right. get enough work? You know? Right, right. Um, and so easily we can get into a scarcity mindset. Right. And yes. that we feel like, okay, if I, when somebody wins, I right. lose. Right. And that couldn't be anything more further from the kingdom oh, economic. Amen. You know, we talk right. about kingdom and castle. Like, yes, we want to build, there is that temptation was like, I want to build my castle. But right. this is about kingdom work. And I always feel like that when I'm with you guys. Uh, oh, always <laughs> having, having this conversation. Thank yeah. you so, so much Thank for you, being Paul. a part of this. And uh, I can't wait for people 
people to to listen to it and for uh for us to do more together so yes. there's a lot more coming down the line right brother yes that's <laughs> right we've got exciting yes. things happening so awesome um but thanks again thank you oh my goodness we could have talked for hours i love them both so much that was cindy and marcel arocha again that is with envia collective you can take a look at their website by all means check them out if you need worship leading help um, connect with them we 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 share churches we share partnerships all the time we love the work that they're doing um and excited for you to connect with them if you can. Um, I mean, but that whole thing, kingdom versus castle, that paradigm, that was gold. That was just, that's worth the price of admission right there. I love that, how how simple she says that. That was so awesome and, and really helped us um, maybe see some of the ways that the church could begin shifting and changing here in sort of a post-pandemic landscape. And uh, because there's no way around it, we have changed. We, we're a different kind of church now. Um, and so learning what life and work and creativity looks like going forward, it takes a lot of attention. So um, again, like I said before, this is a production of Torn Curtain Arts. And this um, show depends on donations from listeners like you. This is a free podcast. Um, and Torn Curtain Arts is a 501c3, so we, we depend on donations and financial partnerships. Um, and so if you feel so inclined and you would like to support us, please visit us at torncurtainarts.org and go to our Give button there. And um, any amount you want to give would be wonderful. But if you can't support us right now, we totally get it. Um, but can you subscribe to this podcast or maybe even write a review if you want to take the next step and earn extra points? Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps more people find us and hear, uh, hear about us. So if you know maybe a worship leader or a church creative who is, who is feeling alone, maybe a little bit isolated, um, share the podcast. Send it to them or even send them over to Torn Curtain Arts. We'd love to connect with them. Um, again, this is Torn Curtain Arts, and the host of Chasing Sundays is Brian Davis. My name is Paul Romick Levitt. I'm the executive producer. The music has been provided by Danny Burton, and that is all for now. Thanks for listening.